This is a Federal News Network podcast. The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with John Thomas Flynn, who is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Ask the CIO, SLED edition on Federal News Network. Now your host, John Thomas Flynn. Welcome, everyone. Our guest today is Jeff Klein, Chief Information Officer for the State of South Dakota, the Commissioner of the Bureau of Information and Telecommunications. So welcome to Ask the CIO SLED Edition, our state and local program. Jeff, it's nice to have you on the air. Thank you, John. Great to be here. Jeff, we were talking about your, uh, your, if you will, your relationship and what you've learned from your prior experience in IT with the private sector and also with public sector work with the state of Illinois, uh, Secretary of State. I want to talk now about your CIO governance structure within South Dakota. Tell us about your relationship with the other secretariats. Do they all have a CIO, uh, an agency CIO, if you will, or someone has a dotted line to you? How's your governance structure work for managing all the different things in all the different agencies within South Dakota? We really don't. We have a centralized model, so the technology people do report into me. The way we govern and the we uh, maintain the relationships with the different uh, organizations, secretaries, cat, and other cabinet members. Is more of the uh, business relationship management model. Uh, we call them point of contacts here, where we have staff that interact um, with the departments. They are they're helping them through their strategic plans, understanding technical requirements, and uh, it goes into the the laws and the things that we need to make sure we're taking care of from an audit and. Uh, perspective, compliance perspective, and things like that. So there's definitely challenges that can come from that, but uh, increasing our communication and focusing on uh, delivering that service and meeting those uh, requirements has been a priority to get uh, set up. And And do you have regular meetings with the different agency uh, IT leaders, or how does that work? So my team meets with them regularly on a monthly, and I get around – as frequently as I can. I'm in the process of getting around through the, still through the first time, uh, meeting all the different uh, secretaries and uh, other commissioners such as myself as well. You know, I had a conversation not too long ago with your uh, neighbor, Sean Riley, the chief information officer for North Dakota. And I also interviewed uh, Jessica down in, in Arkansas. Very interesting initiative they have where they're leveraging each other's uh, mainframe shops for backup. Are you doing any kind of intergovernmental related uh, initiatives like those two? I thought you might since Sean was involved with other states. We definitely look for opportunities to collaborate. Um, You may know the the governor of South Dakota collaborated uh, with North Dakota for a COVID app um, that we put out. We're working with North Dakota on you know, some cybersecurity initiatives and other surrounding states and things like that. That's definitely something I am open to and love to explore with different states and CIOs on uh, ways to uh, enhance services to the c- citizens, save money by collaborating and things like that. So, Sure. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about your security uh, initiatives and the tremendous uh, interest that your uh, Chief Executive Officer, the Governor, uh, has in the issue. So tell us about your security strategy in South Dakota. Jim Edmonds been with the uh, state for many years. Uh, I want to say it's going past 20 years that he's been here. 
um, done a lot as far as positioning the state to be a leader in uh, cybersecurity. Um, we have a you know, SOC, we have a good setup there, and he's a He's definitely out there. He's a member of NASIO and NASD, where he's out working with other agencies and other uh, states all the time. Our team has uh, been quite involved in various other you know, cyber attacks and responses in the state. I don't really want to get into those details, but uh, very impressed with the team and how we have it set up here. Let's talk cloud. Everybody's been talking about cloud very actively the last few years. What's the strategy in your state? Have you uh, adopted a a uh, cloud-first strategy like so many of your colleagues have? Not officially yet. Uh, as we came into it, we're obviously dabbling in the cloud and building some structures there, and we're looking to leverage, uh, uh, to establish, I guess, a, a strategy to where it makes sense to uh, move a lot of our applications into a cloud model to be able to leverage the fun features and functionality there. But uh, definitely an opportunity for us to look at going forward. There's another favorite topic uh, among your colleagues, and that's the whole issue of the workforce and recruitment, retention, training, and all that. Going back again to uh, your neighbor, Sean Riley, who I spoke with prior to the pandemic issue, he was telling me that uh, North Dakota had virtually zero unemployment. Consequently, their ability to attract workforce was very challenging, and I would imagine similar in South Dakota. Yes, it's definitely a challenge that uh, we face uh, on a daily basis, trying to find and develop and retain that talent is a challenge. But I think that's a challenge, at least from my experience, in most every IT organization today. Yeah, it certainly is. And one of the things that, uh, that Sean mentioned, that because of the, the fact of the difficulty of the, getting this type of uh, technology recruitment, they were actually looking at a, a very heavy initiative on uh, artificial intelligence, trying to eke out as much as they could from technology to not replace, but actually to uh, augment their staff because they just couldn't hire people. Is that something that you're also looking at for some of your back office situations? As we go through these uh, modernization and transformation projects, we're definitely looking at ways to leverage the technology to automate and to streamline a lot of the uh, tasks that can be so in a way uh, we don't have a uh, formal strategy to really leverage ai or other initiatives in that but it's definitely an aspect in every project that we undertake to, to really look at all of those manual tasks that need to be done you know one of the great challenges of your job uh, and you alluded to it earlier with your point of contact i think you called it and that is the challenge of uh, it and business alignment so what is your strategy for being able to impress upon the business colleagues and your other agencies the importance of information technology and also trying to align IT with that same strategy? What I've been doing as I go out and visit with uh, different uh, secretariats is just try to you know, help them get an understanding of what technology can do. I think sometimes the biggest trap is people get so focused in the day-to-day nitty-gritty that we don't take time to step back and see how can we leverage technology to be able to drive efficiencies and streamline operations and things like that, which I think is another benefit of the lessons learned from COVID is it's really forcing a lot of people that may have been in that model for years where we're just trying to drive services to take a step back and look at how can we 
be more efficient with the efficient and using technology i think is a natural discussion point there because it's so prevalent in the uh, industry or in the world today and i think people especially citizens are expecting to be able to use that going forward to really interact with uh, government agencies across the board yeah i happen to think that the this that issue of uh, it business alignment you know being in your position and trying to be a you know a cheerleader for implementing technologies in other programs it's very difficult you know that because basically you're sticking your nose sometimes where other people don't think it belongs you know i can't think of how many times that uh, you know i had discussions with the department of finance about you know getting rid of that 30 year old financial system that was worthless getting rid of some of these other legacy uh, applications we've talked about before that cost so much to maintain etc cetera, etc cetera. It's a, it's a real challenge. And the one thing you do have going for you, obviously, is your position in the cabinet. That makes it so much easier to do things. I used to say that every time that when I first became CIO in Massachusetts, you know, every other agency, you know, was con had been convinced by their IT staff that there's absolutely no way that agency could function without their data center in the basement. And, uh, I used to have, you know, my boss then was Charlie Baker, who was the director of uh, administration of finance and now he's governor and he would say John you're the only one who wants to consolidate data centers and I say well I'll take that as a compliment you know it's, it's the right thing to do but it was so frustrating uh, I, I do think that you have uh, one leg up when you have and more than one leg up when you have that relationship with your chief executive officer and you have the uh, across the board relationship with your fellow cabinet officers it makes a lot of arguments uh, go away before they even start doesn't it it does, and I think those relationships go a long way to uh, making my life a lot easier. So I yeah. definitely believe in the value of relationships with an IT, especially at the level of the cabinet and things. It's uh, I think it drives a lot of efficiencies, like you mentioned, around you know consolidation of uh, functionality and uh, services and things like that. Yeah. Oh, it does, because everything you want to do, there was a big argument about. Well, we'll take a short break now on that happy note. Our guest today is Jeff Klein, Chief Information Officer for the State of South Dakota. You're listening to Ask the CIO Slate Edition on Federal News Network. I'm John Thomas Flynn. Welcome back to Ask the CIO Slate Edition on Federal News Network. I'm John Thomas Flynn, and my guest today is Jeff Klein, Chief Information Officer for the State of South Dakota. Jeff, we were all just talking about the, the heartache of your job, being a CIO and trying to implement change in program agencies and that whole challenge of IT and business uh, alignments. Let's move on a little bit. You know, besides security related issues, there's data breaches, there are outages. I think you had a website available issue not too long ago. There's ransomware out there. But perhaps the, uh, the other major CIO keep you up at night issues involve large complex IT projects which state CIOs have to oversee. What's your methodology for assessing project status and avoiding the project failures? Do you use any technology tools or is it, is it line of sight with feet on the ground? How do you keep up with these big projects? A lot of line of sight, feet on the ground, um, and uh, focus a lot more on communication. You know, it's a lot more than just the status meetings every other week or things like that. It's, you know, having the ability to ask the questions and dive in and, making sure we're meeting the milestones and um, we're on track to deliver not just the 
you know, the contractual stuff, but really exceed on the, the implementations and the services and the expectations of the customers. So, you know, we have the technology, we have, you know, project management tools and things like that, but my focus is a lot on communication, both with the stakeholders and with the core project team to make sure we're, we're all pushing in the right direction and staying on track. A couple of the uh, initiatives that you've mentioned and also that I've, I've noticed in research, one you mentioned had involved the, uh, I wouldn't say it's K through 12, does it go all through, all through college? Your relationship with the uh, educational environment and the work and, re work and responsibility you have. Tell us a little bit more about that because it's not, most states don't have that responsibility. We have a good partnership. Um, we uh, work with uh, the K-12 school systems um, to provide network connectivity and uh, manage a lot of the, uh, the wider network uh, for the higher education as well. Um, they do have their own IT staff to do uh, deliver a lot of the local things. We look to just identify areas and where we can assist and save money and combine services and things. So we have a pretty good longstanding relationship with those. Uh, another area we do cybersecurity assessments with them and, and help keep them on the, uh, the cutting edge of cybersecurity practices as well. One of the um, unique challenges that uh, I had in Massachusetts was the data center consolidation that I mentioned before. I also took office with a, a Republican governor, first Republican governor, Bill Weld, in 30 years in Boston. And uh, we had to implement a 10% across the board reduction in force. So those were some real challenges when I took over. And, and, and part of it was putting together a CIO governance model, because arguably Massachusetts was the first state to have a, a state CIO. In California, it was all different. I, my, I was hired because there was a big project failure and there was three billion in failing projects. So those were the things I really had to focus on. So what's Jeff Klein's unique South Dakota challenges? I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, really pushing to align that business and the technology. I think from what I've seen so far in the first few months of being here is the opportunity just to modernize and transform some of the latest legacy technology. And that was very apparent in the interview process with Governor No, is that we really want to move technology forward. And so as we come out of the COVID pandemic and things, it'll be, you know, looking at ways to really push different organizations and things to adopt and to streamline technology. And I'm really excited for that opportunity. And I think we've got the foundation in place to really do some amazing things here. Well, you mentioned uh, you're a newbie with just the three or four months under your belt. What are, you know, you did have that time as the, at the Secretary of State's office in Illinois, but what are the biggest surprises you found when you took over the job in Pierre? I don't know if there's many uh, large surprises. Um, we have an amazing team, you know, coming from Illinois and things. Uh, I was surprised to see how incredibly responsible and uh, proactive and professional the team was that uh, they genuinely care about what they do and the services they provide and they take a lot of pride in that. Mm -hmm. While staffing is always a difficult thing, um, I think we have an exceptional team here on the technology side. So um, as far as uh, other surprises, um, you know, there's always room for improvement with different things, but I, I think we have a tremendous foundation to start on and, and that was a very pleasant surprise as well. Well, it's interesting that you came from the Secretary of State's office because obviously 
outside of the pandemic and some other technology related issues, I certainly think that elections has been in the forefront of uh, issues that bring uh, things. Tell us a little about your perspective coming from the Secretary of State's office and what you feel is the role and responsibility of a state CIO in terms of elections. Illinois is one of those interesting states where the Secretary of State does not have governance over the elections. Uh, that's actually governed by the uh, State Board of Elections in Illinois. So we partnered with them on different things, but uh, largely uh, that was handled under uh, a different group. So, but to answer the question from my perspective, you know, election security in general uh, needs to be one of the primary concerns for any elected official because that's the basis in which our democracy is founded upon and open and honest. A, uh, system that has uh, the integrity of mind of everybody so we know that the elections are are good so that's definitely a, a passion yeah it doesn't seem uh it's interesting about illinois i didn't realize that uh, but i would assume from what i've read that most state cios are kind of while they you know weigh in on it from time to time it's usually with some secretary of state's office or other office in case they don't have jurisdiction that is really running the show, and state CIOs don't have that big a role in it, I don't think. I, don't, I think you're right. I think there's opportunity to, uh, to leverage expertise there. I think this goes back to, uh, you know, this is something that another agency's been focusing on doing, and IT, IT gets involved, especially when it comes to cybersecurity and things like that. You're uh, probably familiar with the hack that the State Board of Elections in Illinois had several years ago, and uh, I know the IT there was involved in remediating and uh, fixing a lot of the holes there and also ongoing monitoring of it. But uh, I don't know if we have as large of a role as we probably should around the election systems. Mm -hmm. uh, we've only got a couple minutes left. You know, I remember my father always saying that, uh, you know, that person, you know, the, the nothing, nobody uh, is, is, is as smart as a first year law student. It's kind of in a way about uh, you. You've only been in the job for three or four months, but you do have an interesting perspective. Uh, and we've got an election coming up, as you know. I don't think it, I know it won't affect uh, North Dakota directly. Your governor is up for election, not up for election, but you know, there's probably a dozen or more governors that are. It means another dozen or more changes in command. Tell us a little bit about advice you give for for newcomers that are going to be taking the job six months from now based on your experience? Based on my experience, the, the best advice I'd be able to give to those new elected officials would be, don't discount the value that IT can bring. As we go in there and look at ways to deliver services to citizens to improve the user experience, if, we, if you will, I think your IT organization can drive a lot of efficiencies. If we take the time and you know invest in some innovation and to really look at things and then you know, drive those projects as we've talked about. I think in the long run, um, hopefully we're thinking more than just four-year terms as well. We're thinking in the long term. You know, if there's something out there that we can start down the road, it may not be able to come to fruition in the four-year term, but uh, it's the right thing to do and push down that road and really uh, improving the citizen experience interacting with the uh, government agencies. You know, I uh, interviewed uh, the Vermont uh, Chief Information Officer Dennis uh, Goulet, and uh, turns out that he he has spent 20, 25 years as a coach of uh, girls' youth soccer. 
in Vermont. And I did a the show with him. And I wrote an, write an article about the show. And I said, everything that Dennis learned about being a chief information officer, he learned by being a coach of, of youth girls soccer. So I want to ask you the same thing. What is it about your uh, longstanding uh, Boy Scout relationship that has trained you to be a state chief information officer? I think the, uh, the Boy Scout motto, you know, be prepared, goes to a lot of different things, especially in, you know, driving looks at, you know, continuity of operations or disaster recovery plans as you do things like that. Uh, and it's also driven a lot of different thoughts as I've talked with different secretaries and stuff is, you know, what if? And the question, well, what if this and what if that? And, you know, poising those questions can help drive a lot of insight and things like that. But uh, also the lessons of developing the rising generation. And I look at that with my team. What I want to see is everybody taking the opportunity to learn and grow and develop themselves personally. Sometimes we, you know, come to work and we focus so much on just the nitty gritty day in and day out that we don't take the time to step back and say, how can I improve personally? How can I sharpen these skills? And I think that's one of the, the lessons from my uh, service within the Boy Scouts that we need to take that time to develop and improve ourselves. As we do that, that has a direct tie into uh, being able to deliver improved services and looking at things from different perspectives and things like that. So those are the two big lessons from, for me. Yeah, well said. With that, we'll have to conclude our program today. I want to thank our guest, Jeff Kleins, Chief Information Officer from the state of South Dakota. Jeff, thanks for taking the time to be with us. It's very interesting. Thank you, John. Appreciate the time. And thank all of you for listening. Content from this state and local program, which also includes curated news and original articles by yours truly and other more esteemed authors, is part of the recently expanded AskTheCIO.com. Hope you can join us again each Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time or listen to a podcast afterwards. Until then, bye for now. I'm John Thomas Flynn. You've been listening to Ask the CIO, SLED Edition with John Thomas Flynn on Federal News Network. Tune in Thursday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.